Yo, what's happening? What's happening? It's your boy Afro, and this is Unity True to Me podcast, where we talk about everything about the sun, from social to political to economical issues, everything that we face and all the hurdles that we have to get over in order to get to this place of mutual unity, of true unity. And we talk about it from a historical standpoint. So all the things that happened to us prior in history as African-descended people, as African people, as black people, um, to where, why we are the way we are. Uh, but today, I'm going to tell you about a subject or segment that I'm pretty much just dropping, right? So outside of the show that you'll hear every Monday, this is a sort of cognizant for thought. The reason why I call it cognizant for thought is because I'm a conscious man. And I wanted to be able to say, okay, well, what what crossed my mind? What question did I have? Because I all something always leads me to something. And today I asked the question about how others view culture, and it's culture based in your identity. Does culture make up who or what you are? And do other ethnicities see culture the same way we do, especially specifically the ethnic group of Black Americans? Because I asked some Africans, right? I asked an African, well, more than one African. I asked uh, an Asian. I asked a Latino, right? And this was based off of, does your color matter in the representation of who you are, right? Because remember, Black Americans, our ethnic group, specifically our culture is called Black, right? Now, I asked the Asian, this is the way I framed the question. So hit the like button, hit the share button. But this is the way I framed the question. If you are a Latino and you raise, and this is when I asked the Latin group, a Latin person, I said, if you are Latino and you adopt a black baby, I'll even use a reference for us as a black baby. You adopt a black baby and you raise them from infancy to adulthood. They call you mom. They know you as mom. You are their mother, the whole nine. You teach them, uh, even if you want to go Pacific, be like Puerto Rican, right? You teach them Puerto Rican culture. They do salsa, bachate. They they um they they speak Spanish, the whole nine. And I says, does that make them Puerto Rican? My Latin sister answers me, yes. And I was like, huh? I was like, but they're not born to Puerto Rican parents. You know, they're not Latin. This is, and we're, we're being Pacific. This is this is a black person. Now, this is not the makeup of this is a black person who is Latino. This is specifically like, like a black American, right? Because I want to understand, do we think about culture in the same manner? You know, they have black American parents. Their original culture is soul food and black culture and i was like so by you raising them does that make the puerto rican they say yes so i said i reframed it right i said i bet nine times out of ten my collective group of people don't think about culture the same way now let's say i were to raise you now full disclaimer any opinions are not based out of factual or a collective. Some of these are really based on uh, my opinions, my perspectives, and any research I've done for this. So I'll reframe the question and I said, 
I said, okay, well, I, I don't think my ethnic group of people think about culture the same way you do. She said, no. She said, so how, how would it work if you adopted uh, a white baby, right? I said, okay. I said, I can raise this Caucasian baby. I can raise this white baby. He will be my son, um, strictly as me just being a man, um, standing in the values that I have of family and so forth. I can raise him from infancy to adulthood. Now, do you believe that I'm, I'm of course, he's going to eat soul food because no, nothing's going to change necessarily about me. So I'm going to cook soul food. He's going to eat soul food. He's probably going to hear me speak Ebonics. He maybe pick up on Ebonics because the actual language that we speak is, the, is a derivative of a Creole. Um, if you want to do more research about it, go look it up in a book. Um, most of the people who hail from Georgia, uh, North Carolina, and the, the pretty much the 13 colonies do speak a form of American Creole. Anyway, I will say that I can raise him and I can call him my son. But I will never be like, okay, you're a black American, right? Or, or you're, you're a black man. I cannot do that. It will not work. Because I believe that, and there's probably a deeper connotation to this as to why this is, not only is, number one, my culture is also attached to a racial category, which he is not, it might also be attached to a historical experience so he can empathize right because he'll of course you know he'll probably see a lot of black history whether he's white or latin just a different ethnic group child even asian this baby will probably see how we do uh, uh kwanzaa uh how we do black history month how we do juneteenth right how we always eat dress and dress in a sort of a delicacy, especially on Thanksgiving for the ethnic group of black Americans, right? But we'll never, I believe, we'll, I, I won't ever be like, yeah, you, you're a black baby now, right? Because you, you've lived in black culture. I can't be that naive because people see reality. And most of the immigrants that I asked from a African who was Nigerian, they're like, yeah, they're Nigerian. I'm like, how are they Nigerian? They weren't born to Nigerian people. Now, it's just me based up in my upbringing coming from the country that is known as North America, the United States, right? Maybe a, a development of that. That's how I'm thinking the basis of, you know, what's cultivating a lot of my answer based on partly my experience, I believe. But only one other person, he was actually Ukrainian. And I asked him, he was a man. I said, if you had a, adopted a black boy and you raised him to speak Ukraine, uh, speak Ukraine, live Ukraine culture, is he Ukrainian? And they'd be like, no. Because society will not let him sit in that basis because of the way he looks. And to me, that's the more logical answer because it's the reality. 
The same way people be like, if you don't speak, if you don't speak Spanish, how are you Hispanic, right? It's, it's a, it's, it's, it's the borderline. It's the basis of that. And then even when I asked my own people, I was like, well, you know, how does, how does this happen? You know, for them to give this answer as though like, okay, you raised me in a Chinese household. Am I now Chinese? And they'll be like, yeah. One of my sisters told me, well, it's like saying you don't see color. Right, you're raising them in this perspective in this bubble, and it's a nice sentiment. So I want to round this out. This is truly a nice sentiment. I believe that it's a beautiful sentiment. But can you live in that reality of this sentiment? I don't think you can, especially in this day and age. Do we want to get to it to where we just see human beings as human beings? Of course, I would love that, right? But as the way we are today, you have to look at the true obstacles. You have to look at the true reality. I won't call my Chinese or Asian baby a, a, a you you a black baby. No. And this was just something on my mind because I truly want to see and test out does everybody see culture and the adaptation of culture the same way? Most of the immigrants is like, yeah, no matter that he's black, he's gonna be Mexican. Most black Americans will not do that. We'll raise you, we'll love you. In our cultural way, you most likely eat our food. We we might try to. We most likely try to adapt to like. Okay, if we did have an Asian baby, a Chinese baby, we might try to cook some of their cultural foods because I I believe that you should have a sense of self of self as far as you born as a um Asian person, so you can be happy with who, who you will eventually culturally connect with and people will reach out to you, but also have a space to where you you can now, because of the way you were raised, disdain and dismantle all those negative stereotypes about black people. Like so if we raise you, you and people be like, well black people don't know how to show love, you can contest to that automatically. You'll be like, no, black people know how to show love. My mother's black, my father's black. You know, I was adopted, but I was raised by them. Or black people don't know how to dress, right? Black people don't know how to be on time. Nah, that's a misnomer. I can dismantle that. My father was always on time. So you see, you, do you see where I'm going with this? Now, what I believe doesn't have to be a sentiment, and that can be truly based in a reality, is black people can work together. Black people can love on each other. Black people can trust each other more. Black men do not have to have this argument, continuous argumentative battle, competition. And all these things are a sentiment also, but I truly believe that these sentiments don't have to stay a sentiment. These sentiments can be a reality. This isn't something I'm just throwing up on the wall and wishing it could be. I'm throwing it on the wall and saying that it should be. As in, I'm manifesting that this will be. So for me, especially from the Diaspora Collective, these don't have to be sentiments. These can be our realities. And if you want to go as far as humanity, no, they don't. But we also have to make these choices. We have to make the choice as a diaspora to unify. 
This is a choice in my eyes at this point. This is a choice. So if you appreciate this segment, let me know. Put it in the comment. Put it in the chat. And I will drop this uh, short segment once a week. Just about something I came across. Something I've been thinking on. Something I want to share my piece of thought with you. And I thought like, like hey, I want to put this out into the world and see if there are others that think like me. Now, you know, one thing that was funny enough that my ethnic group people actually agreed upon, even in the diaspora that I actually heard from an African woman, was even though she told me I thought too deep, I don't think I think deep enough. But she says, as you become successful in this world, the the likelihood, the, the most common likelihood of who will help you be successful and who have a reaching hand for you first will be a white man. And I was like, what? She's like, it'll be a white man. I was like, how do you come up with these answers? How can you come up with this, this statement? So then I asked black Americans specifically, I was like, hey, do you believe that it's just black people in general? I was like, do you believe that as we come upon our success, who is the most likely to help us and help us first is a white man. And they all was like, yeah. And I was like, what? And I was like, yo, that's sad. Like, do you not hear how sad that is? Now we're not talking about a person that's helping you out of imminent danger. We're not talking about the presence of the human heart. We're talking about based upon classism and the way the reality is still working around racism and that there is such a in-depth form of subconscious and even conscious self-hate that you yourself believe that your own people will not help you before others like do you to me that sounds so damaging it sounds so damaging that it seems okay for you to say this. Like, you seem okay. Like, yeah. If you want to put it in lame terms, that nigga ain't going to help me. That white man helped me for that before the black man will. Do you see how wild that is? On the basis of even a cultural standpoint. Because in the African group, black Americans stand on black culture. Black culture is supposed to be about the empowerment, the embodiment, and the progression of black people, black men and black women. But as that is supposed to be the basis of the culture, the reality is, I don't think most black people actually believe that. And the status in which we are. And that is sad. But this is why I do what I do because I, I while I understand that where we are as a status of as a people, we are where we want to be. I believe we can get there, and I show it through my actions. I say no, I don't. I don't believe that that we won't help each other. We can't help each other. Now I'm, I'm gonna show you that we can do that. That it's a choice that we're making. No, I'm gonna feed you, bro. Don't don't worry about it. I understand you. You might not have the money. I got blessed with the means to give you, give you food for the day. I'm gonna feed you. All oh, you need me to um. Share your content. Talk about your brand on my podcast. 
give you enlightenment, give you knowledge, give you wisdom, give you understanding, here, give you a play to make you some money. Here, I'm going to do that. I'm going to bless you. This is a choice that I'm making. I'm disproving the fact that our people, even as a diaspora means, more than likely believe that we won't help each other become successful. Do you see how dismantling that is? We sit in that reality. You, you, they say it so calmly that the same way they be like, black men don't stay with black women. As, as if it's a basis. As if it's a basis. But that's my cognitive thought. Uh, let me know how you feel. Let me know how you like the suck the sub- segment. And I'll holler at y'all later. But please like, share, go listen to us on Spotify, go listen to us on Apple, and we 